Hi, I'm Rebecca Pete, And I'm Rebecca Cochran. And, and welcome, welcome to Woven, where we strive to be Christians living in the world with intention. And our prayer is that, to paraphrase Mary Zimmer, the Christ who knew Mary and Martha would show us the way of balance. Thanks, Thanks for listening. We're going to talk about sin, baby. We're going to talk about you and me. We're going to talk about all the good things and the bad things that may be. I don't think, is there anything good about sin? Let's talk about, it brings us closer to God when we recognize it in our head. There we go. <laughs> That's what's good about sin. Um, okay. So. <laughs> now I'm going to have that song in my head. You're welcome. All day. Song Thank you for the earworm. You're welcome. You're all welcome for experiencing my singing as well. <laughs> so. We're just trying to make this fun because this isn't a fun topic, but it's important because the human heart is an idol factory. Yes. We are not on this earth going to be able to not create idols out of things, but what is helpful is to recognize when we're doing it so that we can repent more quickly and hopefully get back in alignment a little better. Yeah. That's why we're talking about it. This is not to shame us, make us feel like crap. No. Um, It's more to just sort of talk about our own experiences and kind of what I love we were kind of referencing the Tim Keller book counterfeit gods for this and what I want to kind of talk about today are he defines them as deep idols and surface idols like surface idols are the ones that you see and are real visible deep idols are the ones that those all kind of point to that we maybe aren't as clear on yeah um and so for his definition or I mean this is just the definition I guess but it's money sex and power are sort of like the deep idols yeah um so Rebecca Pete yes (laughs) what's your drug money sex or power it's so funny that um that you said this we were um I, I just traveled this past week with my 10 year old and um, whenever we were bored on a trade or something, we would pay, play, would you rather? Uh-huh. And there's actually like an app um, that's a would you rather app. And it just like randomly pops okay. up. Would you rather questions? And one of the questions was, would you rather be a billionaire for a day and be able to buy whatever you wanted? Or would you rather be president for a day and be able to change whatever laws you wanted? Mm. And um, Milo immediately said president. And I was like, and then I thought about it for a second. I was like, oh, it's basically, do you want yeah. money or power? Yeah. And she was like, power, always power. And, <laughs> and so, but like other people would choose money. But like, I think that, you know, money, sex and power, like those are like, like, I think everything, and I, this is what Tim talks about in the book, but every, each one of those, everything that we do stems from one of those yeah. three things, like um, good or bad that we do. Because there's good power yeah, for and, sure. and bad power. And there's money being used money. and and poor uses of money. Yeah. And and God created sex and there's good in sex and then there can be bad in sex too. Yeah. So, but everything that we do, like all of our motivations point to one of those three things would, is, is Tim's and thought process. And just in case someone didn't listen to last week's episode, let's yes. define what an idol is real okay. quick. Um, an, idol, an, an idol is anything that we, that we put in place of God to worship. Right. So what whatever we we put on the throne of our life to worship that isn't God is an idol. So it's not just, you know, it's not just a statue or a, a little symbol or whatever. It's anything in our life mm-hmm. that we're running towards that's not God. And it's the thing so Tim Keller says that we look to our idols to love us, provide us with value and a sense of beauty, significance and worth. Yes. And his question is, or what he says is, God should be our true savior, but we look to personal achievement or financial prosperity to give us the peace and security we need. 
idols give us a sense of being in control and we can locate them mm-hmm. by looking at our nightmares. What do we fear the most? Yes. What if we lost it would make life not worth living? And so I think, and then it goes on to say, whatever controls us is our Lord. The person who seeks power is controlled by power. The person who seeks acceptance is controlled by the people he or she wants to please. We do not control ourselves. We are controlled by the Lord of our lives. And I think that's a really good way to look at it because I think worship, I don't know if this is just because I became a Christian later in life, but the whole concept of worship has been like tricky for me. Like it feels weird to not be aware of how much I worship other things and then be told to worship God. Yeah. Because it just feels like we don't live in a society where that, like, I mean, we do because we have idols, but like worshiping God has always just felt like what I'm supposed to worship you. Like that feels weird. Does that make sense? Well, yeah. When I think of worship though, I think of what, what do I ascribe worth to? Well, that's what I was going to say. So yes. like, I've always struggled with that. But then when I think about idols in this way of like, yeah. like we're just made to worship. Like if you're a human, mm-hmm. you're made for worship. And so when I think of it that way, it's almost like, okay, I can worship God and do what's good for me. Or, but either way, I'm going to be worshiping. I'm going yes. to be enslaved to something. And that's not like a, I'm choosing to worship God because I want to. No, it's like a, it's like life or death. It's like, yeah. am I going to worship money or am I going to worship God? Because I can't worship both. Yeah. And this is so much more serious than, I mean, I know we're like laughing about it, but yeah. this is a really big deal. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah. yeah. And I, I like what he says. And I think about that all the time. Like it, when you're looking at what might be your idol or idols, because I think most of us could say we have multiple idols. Um, the, the control thing mm-hmm. is, it's huge for me. So like what in my life when it doesn't work out the way I want it to makes me the most angry. Mm-hmm. And that can point to like my anger points me to, because my anger, I'm not, I, I'm not, I don't struggle with anger per se, but my anger and frustration comes in when I feel out of control Yeah, and that, but it's only out of control in certain circumstances. So like I have to really dig down and then it's like, where, where do I get angry and where do I feel a lack of control? And that points to what my idols are. So what do you feel like are your like surface idols that kind of are obvious or do you want me to talk first? I think you should talk first. So I can okay. think about it. I have so many I can talk about. Um, not to brag. Uh, <laughs> okay, I'm so, so jealous. <laughs> okay, I have so many idols. Uh, <laughs> but one of them I think that I've been noticing lately, like this kind of goes into, obviously it goes into the deeper idol too, but, um, you know, aging is really hard for me, like watching myself change. And I never yep. realized how much of an idol I made, like my physical appearance until it started going away. I didn't want it to. <laughs> and... It is really, I mean, I can get legitimately depressed about it if I let myself and I'm very controlling over it. And, um, well, so what was funny about that is, was when I was researching, as I was researching for this episode, I was reading about power and I've always known that out of the three of those power is the one, um, that is like, I'm always going to choose power over money or, um, sex, but, um, is that just because I'm a tired mom? <laughs> but, uh, sex isn't just the act of sex. There's so many other things that are wrapped into it. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I didn't realize though that what was making so I feel like this is where it's the Lord, only the Lord understands the state of our hearts. Cause I've had so many well-meaning friends say things to me that are true about aging, like, well, it's hard for everybody, you know, like, oh my gosh, yeah. But but really it was like, yes, there is that element of like this is hard for everyone. 
we do live in a culture where like your appearance as a woman is kind of like your currency and if you know you come you become invisible we've talked about that on yeah. the podcast how as women age they just sort of like start being invisible to people and like how that's what i'm really afraid of yeah. but under that is i'm losing some of the power i've held yeah and like i had never connected those two things yeah. before that that's like oh, i had power in that like that yes. was my like privilege and i think power and privilege can kind of oh like, for sure parallels and so um for me that was sort of the convicting things i've always known that I struggle with power, but I've never connected it. And I think that's also the tricky thing about sin, you know, because if you, I mean, I haven't like gone into depth about my childhood on the podcast and I probably won't, but like suffice it to say that it makes sense that power is my idol. Yeah. I grew up very powerless, very like, and you know, not that power is ever good, but like I didn't have the normal power and autonomy that a person should have kind of, you know, um, to develop normally. And so I've been really good at explaining it away. Yeah. But regardless, it's sin. You yeah. know, like, even if like you, and I think that's the thing that we tend to do with our idols. And like, that's how I've started noticing what mine are is like, how quick am I to like justify them? Yeah. yeah. Or how quick am I to be like, oh, well, I just do that because of this, this, and this. Or like, oh, well, this has been really hard for me. So it makes sense. And it's like, yeah, it makes sense. But it's sin. And yeah. my drive for power right now is not doing anything good for me it's yeah. not redeeming what is lost it's not preventing the past from happening you know so yeah i don't know where i was going with that but just that yeah it's an interesting connection reasons. yeah because other people's reasons for if they if that is their struggle of theirs is 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 struggling with with aging or vanity or whatever may be not a power struggle it might be a struggle with sex or whatever else but it's interesting to to see that what's the deeper lying issue behind these other surface yeah um, issues um i think i i mean i would say that my idol um like not the deep idol but the the surface the, the some of the surface ones and then we can talk about what that deep deep looks like um is definitely image mm-hmm. but not in appearance Mm-hmm. not not appearance image but like abilities image yeah. like my uh, ab- ability to do things yeah my accomplishments my goals yeah um what I do instead of who I am mm-hmm. you know and mm-hmm. so that that also is linked to power as well like mm-hmm. I would say power is definitely mine too like it, it, like and it's a control thing like I can control my image like I can int- control what people think about me. I can control uh, my persona and um, I can control like my accomplishments and the next step and the next step and the next step. Um, when, you know, I would like to say, oh, I pray about it and I, I, I seek what, what God wants next to me and I sit and be present and wait. That's not really true. Like I'm, I'm constantly like, what are, what, are, what are people thinking? Not that I want people to love me. And not that I want, you know, not that I have like an idol of relationship. It's more of like, do am I seen as the one that knows how to do this? Mm-hmm. Capable, capable, yeah. Ca- ca- yeah, capability for sure. Um, so I would, I would definitely say like, yeah, like an accomplishment and being like in charge and able and capable are yeah. for sure. So anytime something rubs up against that, um, you know. Anytime it's pointed out that I'm not capable, whether it's done 
um, overtly or covertly, you know, or a mistake, I've made a mistake or a failure or whatever, then the the visceral reaction that happens in me points to the fact that that's an idol, right? So that's power. Yes. Okay. But I, I, I would, I, I mean, but it's not a power in like the traditional sense of the word power. Yeah. Like it's not in a control of other people. It's a control of how I present myself, my image. So I can control how people see me. Not, I don't, I don't struggle with controlling other people mm-hmm. and a power over other people. Like, I don't care about that as much as long, as long as I have power over myself and how I, and, and how I'm perceived and yeah. my, per, my public perception, if you will, or my yeah. persona, like that, that type of power. It's a really good thing you didn't get into politics. Oh, I could easily get into I politics. Like you would be like, Whew. I love politics and I'm really glad that's not the trajectory. Tune in, God you guys. <laughs> having, just, just, just keep up with us. As we get into the summer. Don't worry, we're, we're not going to talk about actual... We're not actually going to tell you how to vote or anything. But yeah, or policy or anything. We are going to have a yeah, talk yeah. on that. Which I do love politics, and I could like have my own podcast. It's just political. So, but. Rebecca and my husband, Chris, are going to just do an episode together, and I'm going to be in the corner doodling on my notepad. <laughs> 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 but no, it's, it's interesting, because I would love to be in politics. Mm-hmm. Or I would love to be in like that kind of arena, but... God knows me better than I know I myself. That would be so unhealthy for you. Oh, it would be super unhealthy for me. And like God knows that and God yeah. protects me. Yeah. Has protected me from that because totally. I would I would totally thrive in an unhealthy way. Does yeah. that make sense? Oh yeah. Yeah. I almost feel like that's kind of why like I was on a trajectory in culinary stuff where I I could have done like um bigger things. Yeah. And I sometimes I'm like, I feel like that might be why the Lord like pulled me out of that and yeah. humbled me into being a stay at home mom. Yeah. Like it's hard once you're it's it's like a like a tumbleweed. Like once you yes. kind of feed your idol, yes. it just keeps getting bigger and bigger and then it's yes. harder and harder to and I mean clearly I still struggle. I'm not saying like oh I'm, Yeah, I'm me too. Help. But um Yeah. I just yeah, he definitely knows what we need. And yeah. being humbled sucks, but it was good for us ultimately. Well, and and I think that the, I I also have like, and this kind of rolls into that too, an idol of like independence Uh that I can do everything myself yeah, and that I can control everything myself and I don't need other people. Uh Um, And God has really shown me um, as I've matured in my faith walk that like he, I, I do need other people and that the skills and the gifts and the talents that God has given me that do give me the ability in some ways to be unhealthy of, you know, being able to control persona and to be able to lead and accomplish can be used for good. Um, But it's in a way of lifting other people up besides myself. And so what I have, the one of the ways that I can counteract that idol is to continually pursue how can I use my gifts and accomplishments and capabilities to push others forward instead of myself. Like that's the constant daily struggle for me. I feel like you do that for me. But that's because I'm healthier than I used to be. I know. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but it is a it is a daily struggle for me to wake up and say and say is what I'm going to do today going to put me on the pedestal mm-hmm. or is it going to help push somebody else up on a pedestal or help further somebody else or because 
those those gifts and those capabilities and those abilities are not wrong. And the desire to have like goals and accomplishments and that kind of stuff, it's not wrong. It's what is the purpose of doing that? Am I trying to put myself to the forefront? Mm-hmm. Am I trying to bring glory to myself? And I think so many of the failures that I've experienced in the last like seven to 10 years have been a grace and a mercy from God that have, and, you know, the moment doesn't feel that way, right. that have allowed me to see that like he, he loves me too much to let me be on the pedestal. Yeah. So, because in my, in my innateness, I really want to be on the pedestal. Yeah. I get that. And not because of looks, but because of ability. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah, that was very insightful for you. I know, it's hard for me. No, you're... <laughs> you don't give yourself enough credit. <laughs> yourself so, so we obviously both struggle with power, but in different ways. Yeah. Okay, but don't you think that, like, money and sex are also about power? Yes, probably. I mean, it's all it all comes down to control, right? Are you in control or is in God control? Right. Like, and are you trying like, to... Like, con- how are you controlling your life? Are yeah, you yeah. Are you using sex? Are you using money? Or are you, are you using, using power? power? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so I, I view power as more of, like... Authority? Yes. And so, yeah. And then I, and I think of money as more of, like, greed. Mm-hmm. And using... Yes, you can use money to control, obviously. And you can use yeah. sex to control people, obviously. Yeah. But, like, it's a di- there, are, there are different forms of it. So um, money is greed and sex, we're talking lust. Yes. Like yeah. That. And it's not just, like, the actual act of sex. But right. it's the, the using of your body to manipulate, manipulate situations into your control or manipulate relationships or using intimacy to manipulate in a manipulative way versus in a non in a in a healthy way because obviously we're we're created for intimacy but it can be used in a very unhealthy way yeah and if you're listening to this and you're like yeah just know that you're in really good company yeah i think sometimes when we say this stuff like or at least when i hear things like this i have this tendency to immediately go to like oh no i'm so screwed up i'm such a bad person but it's like no you're you're human yeah yeah we're all we all have a struggle and it's yes. it's better to know yours than to not yes. so just you know I'm just saying it's okay it's not okay but it's like God already knows and it's fine like, yeah well and and then also if you you're in a really good spot if you've identified this right. like that's a good thing because yes. then that and the whole reason we're having this conversation is because we're in Lent and the whole purpose of Lent is to bring these things to light so that when the resurrection happens we can appreciate it all the more right. like the purpose of this is not to like guilt and shame and that's not God's purpose either right. God's purpose is that he wants you to see how desperately you need him and how desperately he loves you and that and how desperately you need Jesus and how much he wants to help you because the human condition is human and yeah. it's, it's a virus that spreads. Um, but it, it, the only way it can be contained is to recognize our needs. That doesn't mean it goes away. Yeah. It just gets contained. Um, and I think so. especially if you are attracted to power, like I am, it can be hard to see your neediness. Yeah, you know, for be, sure. I mean, it can feel like you're, having a limb cut off to yeah. really admit that but for sure and I feel like I'm still kind of in that place where it's like I see it but I don't think I fully fully like acknowledge it to God as I need to you know I mean, yeah, I still feel for like sure. I'm kind of in that place where I'm like yeah 
I'm going to have to deal with that with you, but I'm just not doing it yet because I'm not ready. (laughs) Well, there's also a fear. There's a fear in that, right? There's a fear that if you fully openly admit to it and he starts putting it away, that it's going to hurt. Yeah. Because it does. Yeah. And um, and he's merciful and kind in that he prunes slowly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it is, it's still not, it's still not happy-go-lucky, easygoing. Right. Like it's hard, but it's good. Uh-huh. I mean, like anybody who does, I don't really garden, but I watch the guys I paid to do it. <laughs> and I, I remember the first time, and I may have used this example before, but I remember the first time I love my hydrangeas, like mm-hmm. speaking of idol, I have an idol of my hydrangeas and I love them. And I remember when I first planted them and I babied them. I'm not really a gardener, but I did baby these. Um, and then we started paying someone to take care of the yard. And um, I remember the first winter, they literally trimmed them back to the stubs. Mm-hmm. And I freaked the crap out. Like, I called the company, and I was like, I can't believe And And, the, like, finally one of the guys, like, brought somebody on who was, like, a professional and like, shrubbery and stuff. And he, he came on, and he was, like, had to, explain, like, calm me down and explain to me that, like, they were going to grow back so much better if they did that. And and every time they do it every year now, this is probably like 10 years ago, every year when they do it, it's so painful to me mm-hmm. to see the stubs. But then once they grow back in the spring, it's way better than if I would have taken care of it. If I would have tried to prune it myself, I would not have pruned it the way that they that they are capable of pruning it, pruning it and it wouldn't have looked as beautiful as it does. Yeah. Um, and so I just... That's really good. I just remind it every time I look at that hydrangea, those hydrangea bushes that like they only look as beautiful as they do because like a master pruner pruned them, yeah. not me. Yeah. Um, and that doesn't mean I can't eventually learn how to do that because so it's not a perfect example because I can't ever be God. But like... like like it's really hard work and it and it and it takes a lot of cutting off of really beautiful things to make it more beautiful yeah so that's I have to remind myself of that when it's painful like when I feel like God's stripping away yeah the the yuckiness and it's painful because the yuckiness is also my way of deflecting like that yuckiness that yucky veneer like to other people that may not look yucky to other people but inside I know it's yucky like that is my protective layer and so when that's starting to be stripped away it's scary and hard and yeah because feels out of control yeah yeah that's the thing like like our pastor always says like sin is not I mean it can be but it's not usually like oh it's just terrible it's like 10 degrees off from good it's yes. like just so close to good yes that we a lot of times don't see it but a lot of times it's it's just that little tiny bit that yeah. makes it so bad yeah yeah because it's like an imitation or it's like just almost there but not quite quite and we've twisted it yeah and it's that's what you're talking about it's like yeah. that twisting of something that's just just a yeah just a little bit off yeah. um and and yeah, like if you like just listed out on the surface, a lot of stuff that we're talking about is not like. Right. Or I can see people being like, you guys are too hard on yourselves. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I get that a lot. And I, I feel, I don't know, but like I talk about like I'm, everyone probably wants to be my friend, but I love to talk about stuff like this a lot. And, and people are always like, you're just being really hard. Like Chris says it all the time. Oh, you're so hard on yourself. And I'm like, no, maybe I'm being honest. Yeah. Yeah. Like maybe I'm just seeing what's real. And yeah. What's yeah. true about me. And it doesn't mean I hate myself for it. No. It just means like. I'm being honest. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm definitely not about everything, but like, yeah, you know, I, well, I I think too, I think for me that I think that what I craft is going to be 
I don't want to admit this, but it's true that what I craft is going to be so much better than what God can craft. Oh yeah, and so I I think that sometimes I resist the his handiwork because I want um, because I think I I think it can't get it that nobody could do it any better Mm -hmm. Um, or that what I've crafted is is perfect enough. So if it gets that gets pruned away and it's something new, like it may not be as good as I think it could be. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Um, Like it may not in my head. So let's take for instance, accomplishments. So I've, you know, I could curate this like rap sheet. Right. And those things get stripped away because I created them and I've put myself at a place that I didn't need to be in or I've overinflated or whatever. And those things get stripped away because God in his mercy strips those things away. But he has like, he doesn't leave me there. He has a plan and a purpose for my yeah. life. And he had, he's made me the way and created me the way he has for a reason. But that reason may not be the way I had my whole life crafted. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so that's scary. Yeah, totally. For sure. So, you just feel like naked. You yeah. Feel just naked and vulnerable. And yeah. Like, and it makes sense that we would grab for whatever clothes we can. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, um, yeah, it's hard. The other two are hard because those aren't really like, it's unfortunate that neither one of those things are really our struggles because other people listening might. I do. I mean, I struggle with those things. It's just that power is like the main one. Like, I yes. definitely can be greedy. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I mean, and everybody can it, be. Yeah. Well, and it comes from, you know, a scarcity mindset Set, yeah. of just feeling like, because I haven't always been financially secure. So for me, a lot of it, again, it goes back to like, how can I, how can I look out for myself? Yeah. I think I have to do it on my own. That yeah. is like my go-to. You want to talk about like narratives and tapes yeah. running in your head. That is mine. Like I'm by myself. I'm ultimately going to end up alone. I ultimately have to take care of myself. So how can I do that? And Again, it makes sense that I think that way. And mm-hmm. God knows why I think that way. Yeah. But he's also like, you can choose to keep thinking that way, or you can choose to trust me. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of times I don't trust him. I'm like, let me just be greedy. Let me like stock up. And it's funny how like the, the money, if we're talking about money is greed, it's funny, like the weird little ways all it'll come out. Like for me, it can be like, I just have to find... I need to get like three. I'll kind of get into this thing with my clothes where I'm like, okay, as long as I have like these things, then I can stop worrying about it. Oh, Do you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, or like, yeah. as long as I like have my pantry stocked, then I'm going to be okay. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. Like so that. that's definitely a scarcity. Like, but yes. and it, it doesn't seem to be about greed, but it yes. kind of is because I'm saying in that moment, like, I don't trust yes. that if I need black leggings later, I can walk into any store and find, I'm going to go on this really weird thing where I'm like looking out for myself. And that seems like a weird example, and it is, but like, it's just that. Yeah, you know what I'm yeah, no, I totally understand what you're saying. So it's different. It's not the same thing as it's you know your initial thought of like money. It's like this constant Scrooge like McDuck, yeah, 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 yeah. So it's not it's not that or like the Wolf of Wall Street or something like that. Like that's yeah. that's like the the pendulum swinging all the other direction. Yeah. Um, and yeah, there are people that struggle with that yeah aspect of money, but it's more of like like do you trust God to provide right. And I can be very greedy with very little. Like, yes. greed does not yeah. equate with, like, a dollar amount. Yeah, It's, yeah. like, an attitude, a posture towards a resource is what it is. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, like the, it's like the parable that Jesus tells of the lawyer and the widow that go in to uh-huh. pay alms, you know, to yeah. get give their sacrifice of money. And, like, he actually gives more than she does. 
but, but it was more for her. Like, but she gave all she had, yeah. and he gave a port only a portion of what he had, but it was more than hers. And so he, you know, before God is like, look how much more I've given than right. the widow, and actually she's given more even though she had so much less. Yeah. Um, so I mean, yeah, greedy. I mean, he gave a lot, and so in his defense, like he gave a lot, but he it, in proportion. Well, yeah. it's like, what was his heart? His yeah, heart exactly. wasn't to give everything he had, he had to God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His heart was to be like, okay, here's what you get, and here's what, he had to still reserve yes. enough for himself. Exactly. So that's a, you know. And that's what I do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, it, yeah, it's the, you know, I'm going to give just enough to, like, stave off, like. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of making God an idol. Yes. It's making a sacrifice to God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you would to any like run-of-the-mill idol and saying like here you go god yes and that's not what god is yeah and so it's like i mean that goes back to cain and abel yeah right like when we read cain and abel at first we're like "Ooh, harsh yeah but like god knows their heart and he knew which one of them was giving the better portion because of they were giving it out of like the the way they were making the sacrifice was the issue, not actually what they were getting. Yeah. And so, um, but God, but God knew their heart. Yeah. Um, and and I think you know it's a really good point about the sacrifice to the idol. Like, are we are we are we giving that sacrifice like to appease? Yeah. And to make ourselves feel better. For me, a lot of times that's what I'm doing. Yeah. Like, I hate to say that. No, no, no it's honest. It's true. Yeah. It's like I mean, I have a hard time twice a month when we get paid cutting that check to our church. And I'm yes. just like, well. There's my 10%. There you go. I mean, that's my attitude. Yeah, check. Terrible. Yeah, check. Done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not like versus giving out of an overflow. Yes. Here's yes. like, and I, you know. Yeah. Thanks, Lent. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> yay. <laughs> okay, so. Throw an idol party. I know. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be a big fat, that'd be a good fat we're Tuesday party. We are throwing a party. We are throwing a party. We need to talk, so you guys are having a live recording. Yes. April 30th. Yes. 7 p.m. Yes. If you're in the Atlanta area, we will send you, we will have details later. Yeah, yeah. But if you are interested and you live anywhere within driving distance of Ikea, <laughs> in Atlanta, because our church is kind of near Ikea. We are. And, um, and a party. And a party. Speaking of parties. And we're really excited. We've never yes. done anything like this before. So talk about feeling vulnerable and like an idiot. Yes. Um, I don't know. I like a stage. I know. So <laughs> Rebecca's going to talk a whole lot. I'm just going to sit there and try to be really pretty. <laughs> Back to my previous yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. So yeah. if you like our podcast and you listen, um, we just really hope you'll consider coming. Yes. It'll be free. Yes, to attend. Like, there's no ticket or anything. Um, we will probably ask you to RSVP. Just yes, we do for food and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah. And um, there's going to be a lot of really fun giveaways, which I'm excited I about. So in excited. fact, some of them are in my office right now, and Maddie found one of them, and I like barely saved her from ruining it. Oh, my five year old. One of my five-year-old. saved or her or saved it. Saved it from being ruined by Maddie. I should. Say. And then saved her because if she had ruined it, I would have been very mad. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um. 
April 30th. Yes. Woven live show. Mark yes. Calendars. Anyway. Yes. We should More talk information about, to come. Yes. We should talk about sex for a minute. Because we're talking <laughs> Let's about Let's talk lust. about sex. Baby. Let's talk about it. We're aging ourselves. No, not. Everyone must know about it. <laughs> <laughs> right? Right, guys? Um, Except for you were probably five when you were singing that, and I was... 10 but it's fine no when did when did that salt and pepper song come out no i, I was in say 1992 was it 1992 i want you to look it up i would have been in high school. i have a really good feeling about 1992 i would have been s- 10 wait that's not true i would have been eight math is hard i would have been eight i would have been 14 i don't think i would have been seeing that i would hope not <laughs> <laughs> okay it when came it out in 1990 dang it so i was not singing that one I was 11, and I probably was singing it, but didn't know what I was saying. I was 12, almost 12. Did you guys, um, I would love to see that throwback picture we posted of you a while back, of Rebecca (laughs) Pete with her bangs and her um, pre-racist teeth singing, let's talk about sex. Oh, no, my other favorite one was Shoot. 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 I love that. Okay. Sorry. Anyways, we we digress. Yeah. (laughs) Now, Now I've got all the salt and pepper songs on, and you know what? Oh, what a man. What a man. These all kind of go with sex. Thank you, Salt Peppa, and everyone whose name I can never remember. Um, (laughs) Why didn't she get named in the band? Maybe she's... mm. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe we're saying it wrong. It's like Salt Salt, mm, Peppa. It probably is. Somebody can correct us. (laughs) No one's listening at this point. They're like, like, done. Okay, bye. If you're still listening. If you're still listening. Just, we're wondering if you know the, the name of the third member of we'll Salt Peppa. Okay, okay. sex, real quick. Sex <laughs> is Yes. I would be really interested to see what Enneagram numbers tie in with these courses. Like, you know, oh, yeah, like, yeah. Um, but I would assume our sevens would struggle yeah. more with the lust, which is not... So, okay, if we're talking sex, but we're thinking of it just like we were saying, money is greed as sex is to lust. Right? Yes. Mm-hmm. So... Lust being that we are want we're covetous, like we're yes. wanting to have I think I think it's a lust for more, um, uh-huh. and a lust for passion. And oh. that isn't just sex, but like just like like passion. Like yeah. um that you know, that feeling of, I struggle with that a lot. Like yeah. needing to feel passion, passion for something, something or I yes. don't do it. Yeah. Like yeah. I that's a big struggle for me. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it, it it's a struggle with um being moderate mm-hmm. it's it's always like you have a little bit you need a little bit more mm-hmm. you need a little bit more i'm not talking about money it can mm-hmm. be money but like just anything any part of life yeah. like like the this idea that is the what next thing is gonna enough. so i need to get get more and then more yeah. and that more and that and you know that's the the trap of like pornography mm-hmm. right and addictive things anything general, addictive like, yeah most yeah addictive things don't start yeah like i'm gonna go have a coke problem now yeah like, yeah it like, starts little and then builds and so it's it's that lust for like needing more and it, and it doesn't and then it doesn't satisfy and then the next doesn't satisfy and the next hit doesn't satisfy and the next hit doesn't satisfy and that's the story of pornography yeah yeah, yeah for sure talking about topical thing it's like it has yes. to get like our pastor was even talking about this a couple weeks yes. ago like it has to get weirder yeah and it has to get more and like that's when people start getting into like really weird things and then you're and like you're like how like, and you hear about you, or, or you hear about other people and you're like oh I could never oh yeah I could never do that you know and but you don't like it's just and in it and the industry is built knowing that's the mm-hmm. case and it's I mean it's dark it's very dark yeah and yeah I mean I think it's scary yeah what you just said is so important to remember like 
just if we're talking like Christian ethics kind of stuff, like we are all like capable yeah. of all this stuff, you know, yeah. like we are not, I, I don't know. I just like, that's important to say because I think yeah. we can very, in our fear, we can be like, oh, I'm not like that. Yeah. Like, I, I have my problems, but they're not that bad. And it's like, we're all capable of terrible things. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for yeah. listening. <laughs> well, so we talked about, I think these are like all obvious things. Like, it, yeah. I mean, even though they're not like murder or whatever, like the, these are like, that's I, where I, murder starts. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think that, um, most people would say, if you say these things out loud, Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You say it out loud that I struggle with like creating a false persona because I want power. Like that's obvious that that's wrong. Yeah. I think um, we're going to talk more in the next few weeks about the things that like you would say and say, I struggle with loving my kids too much. Like mm-hmm. if, that's praised in our culture. Exactly. These so, are, yeah, that's a good point. So I think, I think that like what we're talking about right now are things that if you're actually open and honest with what's going on, with you, most people, Christian or not, would say, yeah, that's bad. Yeah. Yeah, that's bad. Uh, you know, that that's bad, the, the lust for the next thing, the next thing, or or the greed of money, like, and not giving enough or whatever. Most people in the world would say, okay, yeah, that's wrong. But I think that there's there are things in our lives that on the surface look really, really Apocalyptic good. Apocalyptic love. Yeah. Financial success. Yeah. Your marriage, your yeah. singleness, uh-huh. like relationships, friends. Your uh, mothering. Yes. Mothering is a food. huge one. Oh, yeah. Food, politics, like mm-hmm. career, like all of that stuff on the outside. Most of all that stuff would be like, that's awesome that you go after those yeah. things, you know? So I think that as we move forward in the series and like really dig into those like not so obvious things yeah. that it'll uh, pre- present for interesting discussion. Yeah, so. for sure. And I, I'm not out of examples. Don't Me worry. No. I have so many more to talk about. <laughs> we just keep on talking. We're just going to keep talking. All right. Okay. Well, this is good. Yeah. Okay, bye. So till next week, we are on Instagram at Woven and Him. We are on Facebook and Patreon forward slash Woven and Him. You can also email us fullywoven at gmail.com. And I'm Rebecca Pete, like the coffee brand. And you can find me at RebeccaPete.com where you can also find all my social handles. Yep. And uh, I don't want to be found. So just find me on the Facebook for our uh, podcast and the Instagram, but not my personal. Bye. Bye. (laughs) 